0: know, it must be cool huh? to have the whole world look at you like that. You know, Spider-Man saved my life one time. Out of all the people in the whole city, he saved me. He said he needed me. That's be a good feeling. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Every Marvel Movie Ever. I'm your host, Gabe Thomas. With me, as always, is your co-host, Francisco Cola. Today we're talking about The Amazing Spider-Man 2, which we have previously talked about. is Franny's favorite Marvel film of all time. Franny.
1: I'm so excited to talk about it. I have so much to say about it. Take, Take it me. away. <laughs> this movie is horrible. Okay. <laughs> yes. Yes. This, this is it not is. a great movie. Yep. No, it's not a great movie. Uh, I assume most people already know that it's not a great movie. It kind of has a reputation for not being the best Spider-Man movie ever.
0: Yes, it's probably
1: the worst one. (laughs) Yes,
0: exactly. Probably the worst Spider-Man movie ever. I think everybody agrees it's not good.
1: There are good scenes. (laughs) I can't even say there's like good parts of it. There are good like specific scenes, but then again, every scene transition is like you're watching a different movie because there are probably like ten movies going on at the same time.
0: I should preface this by saying, and I know you know this, Franny. You and my father have given me shit for this all morning. Yep. I enjoy this movie. I am a defender. I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's not good. This is a horrible, horrible movie, but it's such tasty trash. So,
1: as usual, this is going to be Gabe trying to defend the
0: movie. Oh, no. I'm not defending this movie. Mm. I am going to talk a lot of trash. There is not good stuff in this movie. There is good stuff. There's limited, limited amounts. This is a you're, bad. You're film. gonna. You're <laughs> this is gonna, so bad. You're
1: gonna try to pretend you're not defending it.
0: Okay, yes, that's probably.
1: Meanwhile, point. I'll just complain about everything that I didn't like about it like
0: I usually do. Right, <laughs> right. Okay, Frank, well, why don't you start out with some positives before we get into hours and hours of negatives?
1: The suit is probably the best it's ever been in any Spider Man movie.
0: Yes. The eyes are it's, so big. They're it's so not, big. It's not sweaty like no, the last one. Exactly.
1: It actually looks like it's cloth, like it's not like some skin tight suit. Like, when he's, like, jumping off buildings and swinging and stuff, you can actually see it, like, acting like cloth. <laughs>
0: There's that moment at the start of the film where it's, like, the spider logo, and that starts rippling, yep. and he's, you know, he's falling down to the city, and that is just such great Spider-Man stuff.
1: All of the swinging is pretty great.
0: I think For the, the most part, the Spider-Man
1: stuff is really good.
0: And Spider-Man himself is very good. He's got lots of great quips. This is probably the the quippier than he's ever been, maybe, you Except know?
1: for when he overdoes it, and- creates like a traffic jam at the very beginning of the movie because right. he didn't stop rhino and instead was <laughs> knocking on his window and being like
0: ha, 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 you look funny that's true he did say that spider man is canceled we've, we've determined in this movie that Spider-Man he's is a definitely... fraud. we'll get to that <laughs> we'll get to all of the chaos yes the suit is my favorite suit anyway i love how huge the eyes are i think the emblem is really great my favorite swinging and climbing in any of these movies and again, I'm not just talking about the Raimi movies. I'm talking about the MCU movies too. I think that this uses it the best, especially the swinging. The swinging in this, I've always thought that the the swinging in this is probably what they base the PS4 stuff off of. You know, the way he moves and like the the yeah. jumps he'll do. And there's definitely a couple the like a couple jumps
1: stuff. that he did that I recognize. That they pretty much just kind of shoved directly into the game.
0: Andrew Garfield. When he's getting really emotional Sli- at the end of this movie slightly
1: better in this movie than he was last time. He's really not putting on a weird accent this time.
0: <laughs> I think at the end of this movie, once once all the terrible things have happened to him, he gives a really good believable emotional performance you know when what happens happens do we have to start saying spoilers yet i don't know obviously spoilers Gwen... when
1: stacy is in this movie everyone knows what happens to Gwen <laughs> stacy that's from like 40 years ago when
0: Gwen stacy gets annihilated uh <laughs> either
1: when he, either her spine or her skull gets annihilated whichever one you prefer <laughs>
0: right yeah when that happens and of course we'll talk more about that uh but that scene is really great when he swings down and he's like freaking out about her. That is a really great moment. That's how that moment should be presented. I if think we're we'll only talking good.
1: about after she dies,
0: right? That's what I mean.
1: Uh, yeah, there's one very specific thing that kind of For ruins any, that entire scene. We have
0: to talk about the positives. I, I know. I want to build him up before we talk about how bad it's everything is. It's foreshadowing,
1: Gabe, just like this movie <laughs> loves to do. Oh Lots my Lots of foreshadowing speech.
0: Whatever uh, the USB stick. If I die, that's okay. <laughs> if you ever stop being Spider Man, it's okay. If you keep being Spider Man, <laughs> Emma Stone. I mean, obviously, her and Andrew Garfield were dating in real life. I like their chemistry. as As much as that scene is fucking ruined by the revelation of him stalking her, I like the the scene where they're like eating ice cream together or whatever. You know, when he walks through the street and then they're talking after they've broken up. That's a good scene, I think. I think the scenes between them are cute and fun, just like they were in the first movie.
1: Some of it feels a little forced to me, but at the same time, I think that's kind of how it's meant to be. Watching it just makes you feel really uncomfortable because it just feels really weird. But at the same time, I feel like that might be kind of the point.
0: I think it's probably because it feels genuine. Yeah. Know? It's I, like, oh, these people are actually yeah, together. I, like. it feels it's a little, a little
1: forced, but at the same time, I think it might just be because it's, super genuine, so right. then it just starts to feel really off.
0: I don't know if I would say force, I'd say it's like
1: it's force isn't the right it's word. It's intimate but... in a way that usually yeah, it's, that just, kind of it's like a, it's like ever so slightly uncomfortable.
0: <laughs> sure. Yeah. I mean I, I I see it as being a plus that it's more believable than you know, it's not a movie romance. It feels yeah, more like I, a real I, world thing. I don't know how I
1: necessarily feel about it. I don't know if I like it or if I don't like it, but it's just kind of a, a thing. <laughs>
0: right. I think it's a positive. I like any scene with Peter and Aunt May whenever they have their, their cute little, you know, the laundry scene or the scene where, with the chimney. What happened to your face? It's filthy. It is? Yes.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. I was cleaning the chimney.
0: We have no chimney. What? I think I think both of those are We don't fun. have a chimney. <laughs> What, what? yeah, you know, those are fun <laughs> scenes, you know, that's a fun little Spider Man Aunt May dynamic Aunt May is great in this movie. She gives a great performance when she's talking about Peter's dad, as terrible as the fucking content is. She's really good. I would say Dream. Emma Stone, Andrew Garfield, and Sally Field all give great performances and everyone <laughs> around know, them just... doesn't.
1: Oh, Jamie Fox. Oh. <laughs> we'll get to you.
0: Okay, well this has maybe my favorite Spider Man moment. It's such a brief thing. It's definitely in the top, like, three on-screen Spider-Man moments.
1: Pretty much every interaction with that one kid.
0: Right. Well, (laughs) especially at the start when he, that kid's getting beat up, and Spider-Man swoops down and he saves him, webs the wind turbine back together, and he walks him home. That is Spider-Man. This is a wind turbine.
1: You make this? No way. This is amazing. It's good as new, right? I'll walk you home. What's your name?
0: Morning. Jorge, Um, I'm Spider-Man. Looking out for the little guy, which is something we don't really see in any movie except for this one. Usually he's just worried about the big threats, and of course he is in this movie, but at the start he's solving littler, littler crimes, and I think that is the strongest stuff in the movie, when it's not huge CGI battle, which we always talk about. Last week we were talking about how great it was that we didn't have to deal with that with Superman the movie, but this week, absolutely huge CGI arena. That
1: is the itsy bitsy spider. I hate this song. I don't know who thought that was a good idea. We'll get to it. Positives. How many times have you said we'll get to it yet? Yeah. There's <laughs> We're gonna have a counter. I, look, yeah. We're trying to stay positive or whatever, but, but there's all a the lot positives of positives have a negative. Yeah, all of the positives have negatives strongly attached to them.
0: <laughs> so are those all the positives? Um, I like the the Gwen scene at the end. I like Peter and Gwen. I like Aunt May. I like the costume and the swinging. I love um sick Spider-Man. I love when he stops that robbery and he's sick and he's uh, got the uh, scar. Spider-Man, and the <laughs> oh, Spider-Man, and you get the. Yeah, (laughs) that's fun. You know, probably because that feels like it would be in a Raimi movie. Not so much the sick part, but just the the, like the the weird interaction after Spider Man has weird background characters. Right? There's there's that instance of it, which is is fun. I mostly like this because this is batshit insane. This is a fucking crazy movie. I kept saying that. I kept being like, because we just watched this together. I yeah, should we, I should say that yeah we literally watched just this finished. Like five minutes ago. Franny came over very early because it is a very long movie.
1: I mean, very very early for like for me
0: for quarantine. Yeah, for
1: quarantine standards, I came here at like eleven. Right. Uh, this movie is incredibly long. I ate breakfast <laughs>
0: watching this movie. Yep,
1: and this movie is so long that we've we're done at like two. Yeah, and exactly. it felt so much longer. We got like halfway through the movie and I went to the bathroom, and then came back, and I was like, how much longer of this do we have left? And Gabe checked. There was a full hour left. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and it had true. already felt like it was close to the end.
0: <laughs> See, I I don't think it felt long for me, but I've seen this movie so many times. For a movie that is so bad, I have seen this so many times. I can recite most of this movie back. Because
1: it's actually your favorite movie. <laughs> no,
0: it is so bad, but I've seen it. Able. When I got the DVD, when I got this DVD from Target, <laughs> this very DVD that's right on this table, I watched it like twice a day for like a week. I was another... it alone. I'd watch it with friends. I'd watch it all the time.
1: Is this just a thing that you do with like mediocre or bad movies? It's a
0: thing I used to do constantly.
1: Because <laughs> you did this with Justice League. I
0: did, and you know, I saw Iron Man three like forty times in a weekend or whatever. But yeah, this is a movie I would watch over and over again, and I didn't see a single problem with this when I first saw it, because I was 10, Spider-Man was there, he looked better than ever, he was swinging around, I thought it was great. I saw this in the theater, I was so, so excited. I got to see it opening day. I saw it with a really close friend of mine at the time, and that whole day at school, we were just talking about all the stuff we wanted to happen in the movies. We were watching the trailers over and over again, so we knew all the some of the dialogue before we even saw the movie. Although, there was a lot in the trailers that was not in the film. There was a lot of stuff that was cut out of this. Rhino! <laughs> yeah, well, Rhino and...
1: That's, that's more misleading than actually... Yeah, than, than cut
0: yeah. out. That's definitely in there. It's definitely... Yeah. the Rhino! Can I do that? Uh, yeah, I can do that. It's probably fine. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, whatever. What, you um, think you're going
1: to get canceled for no, doing a rhino impression? No,
0: whatever. That is what he says. He goes, oh, Spider-Man. I'm so scared. I am so scared. Yeah, but uh, So yeah, no, we were so excited, and we saw this, and we loved it. There was not a problem in the world. This was our favorite movie ever. Because I think when you're really young, every movie you see is your favorite movie. Oh, you know? yeah. Like, that's definitely a thing.
1: That's just how being a kid works. Everything is your favorite when you experience it for the first time because right. you don't have any standards yet. Exactly. <laughs> Your yeah. brain doesn't have the power to differentiate between what's good and what's bad. True. Even though I think the first time I saw this like I think even then I still felt like indifferent. <laughs> I was just like it was fine. Yeah. Which is still not ha- at all how I feel now, but <laughs> this was
0: the first Spider-Man movie I ever got to see in the movie theater. I think that also probably probably added up to it just and all the hype, you know. Like the first time I saw this was completely driven by hype it's like when the phantom menace came out and everybody loved it and then it wasn't until like a year later where everybody thought back and went that was like really bad <laughs> like, all of that was bad and made no sense positives first positives first are we done with positives i think we, we, were, I
1: think we already went over our, our five positives
0: oh okay oh okay well if i'm talking about the first time i ever saw this just one more thing while we were at school talking about this movie we were talking about how like oh man because we knew and this is the weird thing that i loved it so much because even when i was 10 i was still pretty into movies you know like more than anyone else my age was so it's weird that i thought this was so great still but um we knew how the studios worked like we knew that fox had x-men sony had spider-man all that stuff but we were talking about like oh man wouldn't it be great if at the end of this movie there you see like the x and then he goes to the x-men again he goes to the X-Men Academy for no reason. It's just like something that we said is 10-year-old. You know? It doesn't make <laughs> yeah. any sense. We were just like, oh, wouldn't it be great if he if he went to the X-Men school? And obviously, I would never tell that story because it's not interesting. But the interesting part of that, the post-credit scene of this movie was a clip for Days of Future Past. No one talks about this. What? So we wade through the credits. At the end of this movie, the X was on the screen. And we were flipping out because we were so confused like the the most ridiculous hypothetical that we said literally happened but then it was just a clip from Days of Future Past and that's not on the DVD or anything that was just in the theater and i guess there was some cross promotion between Sony and Fox but no one talks about that
1: that seems like a really weird thing to put why wouldn't you put that like with the commercials at the, be the beginning that should be a bigger deal that too Right? Like that, like, yeah,
0: but no you're right actually what you just said you're right because sometimes movies would be like okay well the first time the trailers I, I mean more before you know YouTube became big yeah. but it's like first time you ever see the trailer for this it's, it's like a world premiere of, of a trailer in front of this movie yeah like I know um, Mission Impossible 4 had uh, the first 10 minutes of the Dark Knight Rises before it um, like you, you could go and see the first 10 minutes before the movie started so but yeah no this is a weird thing that Fox Marvel and Fox Sony or sorry uh sony marvel like crossed over for this and like that should have been a huge thing that people talked about but no one really did
1: probably because nobody well
0: no this movie made bank this movie made like like oh no i was gonna say that
1: nobody saw it i was gonna say that nobody would sit the credits but this was already this was past yeah this is this is in phase two of of the mcu so people definitely knew that there would probably be something at the end even though there wasn't
0: yeah there wasn't (laughs) but there was but it was nothing but oh my, we were just so fucking shocked because that could have been anything, but it was nothing. Like it was so nothing, man. Yeah, that was a huge. I can't
1: believe the Amazing Spider-Man two pranked you as ten year old. Really
0: fucking did, yeah. No, I I've never ha- ever had a vessel to tell that story, <laughs> so now I do. I well, I now probably... it's out there. And then yeah. I had it on DVD. I watched it over and over again. And I still thought it was great. I don't know when I realized it was bad. Yeah, I was
1: about to ask. How many times did you have to watch it to realize that this isn't a good movie? <laughs> I don't.
0: I don't know. I honestly don't remember. But eventually, it hit me, and I was like, "Oh, this is so bad." I Get the, the Blu-ray, Blu-ray
1: to see the scene where <laughs> Peter
0: Parker's dad oh survives a fucking plane crash. <laughs> okay. So the time has come. We've held off for almost 19 minutes now. Let's talk about. All the bad. Yeah,
1: let's talk about, let now let's talk about the actual movie.
0: Keep in mind, I still enjoy this, and I always will, but let's rip into this bitch it's right now. It's
1: only enjoyable in the sense that you can tear it apart and that you can laugh at how bad it is. Let's I'm come still going to complain about it. <laughs> let's come together,
0: Franny, and rip it apart. Yep. Let's do it. Are we gonna go through the movie in order? No. Or are we, we just
1: gonna go through like well, stream of consciousness, whatever terrible things come that's out? That's how the show works. Yeah. Let's All start
0: right. though at the beginning. Let's start with Richard Parker since you just brought up his dad in the plane crash. Uh
1: this is the 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 first of many movies that are packed into this one movie. Uh this is Mission Impossible. <laughs> Meets the Bourne identity. Yep.
0: Meets Captain America the Winter Soldier. That's something that we noticed that I've never heard anyone bring up. That movie is all espionage. This came out the next month, and then there's a bunch of espionage stuff. Yeah, in there it. are
1: a lot of, I th- probably like highly likely unintentional similarities between this movie and Winter Soldier.
0: Just light thematic stuff. Yeah, you know? but yeah, the Bourne influence is probably the biggest one. This movie starts just like the first Amazing Spider-Man movie starts, where it's Peter's dad. You know, well, in that one they're like playing hide and seek. That one you see it from Peter's perspective. Apparently, right before Peter found his dad at the start of that movie, he was leaving a message for his son in the future, or I guess Not for, for anyone his son. in the future. For yeah, it was just for someone to expose Osborne. I guess yeah,
1: like whoever found his weird Theodore Roosevelt
0: train. We'll get there. Yeah. The tagline to this episode mm-hmm. is "We'll, we'll get, get there. there." So Richard and Mary Parker had to leave Peter when he was a small child because. I guess they were making, like, chemical weapons at Oscorp using Richard's research, probably with Kurt Connors, who's, like, never brought up in this, only vaguely about the lizard, but they never talk—Richard Parker never brings him up. But apparently his work was going to be used to make biological weapons, and he was like, fuck that, I'm leaving, and so they were going to kill him, so he had to get away, so they're on a private plane somehow. I don't know who's paying for that plane. I they're not rich. I don't understand. Anyway, they're on that plane and I guess the co pilot is evil and wants to kill Richard Parker. But basically he's able to upload his file on his Sony VAIO, which is a twenty fourteen computer, even though that takes place in like nineteen ninety six, right? Like when Peter Parker would have been eighteen years old. Also, I'm pretty sure
1: no plane has maybe, connected maybe to Wi Fi but you know not then. Just connects Connects an Ethernet cable to his to his 2014 laptop to upload upload
0: his secret files on Oscorp. Uh, just to a train, I guess, just to yep. bunk to
1: to his secret, uh, President Roosevelt train.
0: In case anyone finds it, because I guess he left his briefcase and the calculator with the coins on purpose. We'll get that
1: and left it to his son so that hopefully he would find his President Roosevelt train.
0: Well, he didn't leave it to him. He just finds it in the attic in the first movie, remember? And then Ben Parker's like, "Oh, that's your dad's briefcase. Still I stupid. guess he <laughs> left." it. And that's the briefcase that Mary Parker sold him when they met. Remember, Ben tells that story. What the fuck? There's so many layers to this, it blows my mind. Anyway, not in a good way. That's like something I would say when talking about like a David Lynch film. Like, there's so many layers to this. I mean, so So many many deep
1: layers to this movie. So many layers
0: of stupidity and just awful, awful filmmaking. Anyway, the opening of this movie, they're killed in this airplane in the most ridiculous spectacle way. One, no one cares about what happened to Peter Parker's parents. Two, no one cares about what happened to Peter Parker's parents. Three, why, why, Franny, why were they killed in this huge plane crash where there's, like, shooting going on, and he blows out the airplane window, and the airplane rips apart, and he's being strangled with the fucking safety belt? What happens?
1: So Peter's mom is shot, and Peter's dad fights the co-pilot. Uh, while the the actual pilot is dead and the plane is nosediving like straight into the ocean, so the co-pilot starts to strangle Richard Parker with a seatbelt, and uh he's able to get the gun out of the co-pilot's hand and (laughs) decides. Yeah, the best course of action is to (laughs) shoot out the falling plane's windows, so that the co-pilot will fall out. Uh, so it's assumed that Richard Parker would just... Uh, I, he doesn't get himself out of the, the seatbelt. So... Um, he strang-
0: he's strangled to death in an airplane that's crashing into the ocean.
1: Yep. Uh, and there's a deleted scene where he somehow survives that.
0: So that would be canon at one point.
1: At one Even point. If it's not
0: in the movie, it was going to be. At
1: one point, he was supposed to somehow survive through that. Now, I don't know if this was just at a different point in the writing process where this scene happened differently.
0: Or you think that didn't exist until after Winter Soldier when they saw it and went, shit! (laughs) (laughs) Wait, people love that. That That's 93% of Rotten Tomatoes. Let's, uh...
1: Let's let's shoot this a month before the movie comes (laughs) out. That's a conspiracy,
0: but it could have totally happened.
1: No, I'm, I'm sure that that was probably just at a different point where that scene didn't exist.
0: Hopefully, maybe. But
1: for these two things to exist at the same time... Is horrible. Even with that scene existing at all, and how that being the movie starts—that's
0: the first thing that happens. Like,
1: like you hear the plane crash or whatever, and the screen like goes to black. And
0: then it's Spider-Man,
1: and then it opens up to Spider-Man free falling. <laughs>
0: and it's like, oh, the music's yep. back. It's great. It's Spider-Man. It, but what the fuck just happened? Like, it's trying to completely distract you from what just happened with with something that you actually want. <laughs> it's like, uh, Spider-Man, Spider-Man. Why? Just because of the train later. That's just set up for the train. It's There's set no up reason for the for that train. To happen. There's no reason for this is like in Batman v Superman when Thomas Wayne tries to like fight the mugger. Like when he's like he's that's not the thing. They're supposed to die tragically. Thomas Wayne isn't supposed to be a ballroom brawler. sorry, barroom brawler. Ballroom, <laughs> a ballroom dancer. Brawler. A ballroom brawler for any. Okay, let me just say, this is going to be a very long episode. Oh, absolutely. we took like 10 minutes describing the first scene, and that is not the craziest thing that happens. Yeah. Oh, I think this is going to be the
1: most in-depth episode we've ever done, <laughs> and it's just to shit on a movie that everyone knows is already like garbage. <laughs> my
0: garbage. My garbage. Yep, it me. is
1: Gabe's garbage. He's but the only one that will defend it. <laughs> that's true.
0: Well, again.
1: No, I'm sure there's people that actually enjoy this movie, it. and that's fine. <laughs> I enjoy
0: it, but it's fucking awful. You're awkward. wrong. I know, I know.
1: Everything that happens after that is okay.
0: All the Spider-Man stuff is. Yeah, fun. all the Spider-Man stuff like, is Rhino fun. Rhino underwear is fun. <laughs> okay. It's bad. It's yeah.
1: Bad. Let's talk about Rhino next.
0: You want to? Well, let's save that for the end, just like they did. We'll talk well, about we... all the. We should talk about before the suit. Characters in chunks. We should do. I think I, maybe we should talk about Electro. Uh, okay. Jamie Fox.
1: So Jamie Fox uh, is probably one of the worst parts of this movie, in my
0: opinion. Which is sad because I like him in a lot of other stuff. It's it's Especially very sad. Baby Driver, he's so good in that movie. I he is like a different actor. In yeah, this.
1: in this he's not Jamie Foxx. He's I so really amy. like him in all of his in pretty much everything else that he does. This movie was not his best at all. There are
0: so many Oscar winners in this cast, and I think all of them should have their Oscars. I kept saying that. Yeah, in the movie, every time them, something
1: really dumb would happen involving an Oscar-winning actor, Gabe would just be like, you know what, just, just take it back. They got their Oscars after, but just just revoke revoke their Oscars. I think
0: everyone's Oscars should have been taken away. I really do. I think that if you do something like this, it should be, it should be taken away.
1: Just, take just blacklisted away. from the Oscars. Hopefully,
0: I wish. <laughs> I like a lot of these people, but god damn, are they bad in this yeah, movie. Yeah, they're,
1: they're not Especially not Jamie
0: Foxx. He's just so... Jamie Foxx isn't even hammy. He's just like, he thinks he's in a different movie, I think. But also he's in blue makeup. So they use the ultimate Electro look. I was going to say Mysterio. Ultimate Electro look. I feel like like that's not a good look.
1: That's not a good look, though. No,
0: it's bad. No, it's bad. (laughs) It's bad in the comics. It's bad in the movie. It's just a bad look in general. I guess in this movie, you can't really have... They want to be more serious. So you can't have you know yellow and green spandex. You can't have... A green goblin mask, even though that's what we want.
1: They could have figured out how to do it somehow. Yeah, Spider Man PS4 figured out how to do it.
0: Well, <laughs> but that's, that's a good I that's a good piece either. of video. I mean, though. that's a good game, but that's not what I want either. I don't want those costumes. I don't want mecha <laughs> yeah, no, costumes.
1: I'm, I'm just saying that like there are ways to incorporate sure. like the original costumes and make them not look absolutely ridiculous. Right. He
0: has the yellow and green tones and that, but he also has that's like a mix of the two. I think. Yeah. I think all of those are a mix of the Ultimate comics and then the original comics, which is definitely better than going straight Ultimate comics and calling it the Amazing Spider-Man, which is not the Ultimate Spider-Man at all. It's the polar opposite. And it's okay to use designs from different runs of comics, but I don't like the Ultimate designs because they're all so edgy. I like the look of Ultimate Spider-Man himself. I like the look of Ultimate Black Cat. And sometimes Ultimate Venom, everyone else can fuck off.
1: Speaking of Black Cat...
0: <laughs> not yet.
1: Yeah. <laughs> we'll there. Putting just putting a pin in it so oh. that we can bring it up later. Do
0: you know how many grenades are out right now? Brian? Oh there's yeah. There's, so many we're there's just there's so trying many trying to stop all of these fuses from happening yep. right now. We're gonna <laughs> We're, <laughs> we're gonna, gonna blow up.
1: No, there's gonna be so many things that we need to like mention later because we're already on like like we're already talking about something. But we're just gonna forget to bring up something and then like the day before this episode goes out, you're gonna message me and you're gonna be like, We didn't talk about black cat. <laughs>
0: So first, before he's Ultimate Comics Electro, he's Max Dillon.
1: His introduction isn't terrible.
0: His it's introduction is is good.
1: You're not a nobody. You're somebody. Like that. All right. Listen to me. Now I need you.
0: You're my eyes and ears out here.
1: All right? All right.
0: I'll stay out go. there. Um, and he builds up his confidence, and he's like, I need you out here, and he leaves.
1: And then he becomes super obsessive over Spider-Man. <laughs>
0: I always, I always wondered about this movie if he was obsessed with Spider-Man before that happened and he, that just made him more obsessed or if he was always obsessed. I don't know. I think
1: it was before because even like when Spider-Man saves him, he seems super excited that Spider-Man saved him. But then again, I feel like that could just kind of be anybody would be very excited that they just got saved by Spider-Man.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, and I you probably won't remember this, 'Cause I don't know how well you remember Batman forever. But he Not very his story is the exact same as Edward Nigma's story. Where Edward Nigma is obsessed with Batman. He has like a Shrine of Batman stuff or I don't remember if it's a Shrine of Batman stuff, but basically he's obsessed with Bruce Wayne and he has like that invention. It's like the T V helmet thing and he's like, Bruce Wayne, here you go. Oh man, I'm I'm so excited to show you my my invention and Bruce Wayne's like, Oh, we can't do this. We we're cutting funding or whatever, which is a little different. But then he's obsessed with with Bruce Wayne and all that stuff, and he's got the same like dingy lair, and he goes crazy, and he's like, "Oh, well, you denied me this, so now I hate you, whatever." So it's the same exact the same exact plot, yeah. where it's a weird obsessive guy who's freaking out over the superhero or alter ego. But either way, it's very similar, and we'll talk. We'll probably I'll be able to think of better examples once we get to a Batman Forever episode, um, which is. Long, long, long way away, (laughs) but one day, one day,
1: we'll get there. We'll get
0: there. He's so he has the gap in his teeth, and he has that's
1: a very important detail by the way because it'll come back later. (laughs) He has
0: the weird hair. He's just he's so fucking weird. Ryan from the office is his boss, and he's he's Alistair Smythe, which is a comic character. Uh, And he's there, and he's like, "Oh, Max, you know what? It's your birthday, Uh, but you gotta stay behind and do electrical stuff." He says Spider Man's coming to his birthday party. And he's in the elevator with Gwen Stacy. And she's like just broken up with Peter. That's a whole other thing. And she's like, oh, man, Max. Oh, oh, what's going on? What's going on, Max? And he's like, oh, you remember my name. Yeah, um,
1: he has a very big thing about people knowing his name.
0: Should we talk about the origin of Electro? <sighs> yeah. He falls into a tank of Electrokeels. They all bite him and he becomes Electro. It fixes the gap in his teeth. Which,
1: by the way, Oscorp just has like two tanks of electric eels just in their basement
0: genetically modified electric eels that'll turn you into electro like And gives him and, electricity and, powers and
1: give you perfect teeth
0: so he should just become a dentist because now he has this like amazing cure so i don't know why he is but this. now he's blue yeah now he's blue and dubstep follows him everywhere he goes yep
1: everywhere he goes there's just there's dubstep just i mean
0: that's the sound of his that's, electricity that's that's what right? happens later on but also, there's lyrics to some of his dev Yeah, which we've made fun of in a previous episode a long time ago, or I brought it up. His weird song that's like. I hate Spider-Man, I'm gonna kill Spider-Man. It's so bad, it's Jamie Foxx doing the lyrics. Uh, is
1: it? Yeah, I think oh he has like God. a
0: platinum record or something. <laughs> I think he's like, because he's a rapper too. Yeah.
1: yeah, Yeah, I know he was a rapper, but I didn't know he... Yeah. How much money did he get paid to do this movie? Because... <sighs> This is, like, humiliating. <laughs> yeah,
0: well, he was in Django Unchained working with Quentin Tarantino two years before this, and now he's an Amazing Spider-Man 2. Did he do
1: anything after this?
0: Yeah, he was in Baby Driver. Okay, he's good. He's incredible in that movie. So I'm, I'm glad I'm glad he moved on this from this. This didn't ruin him. Um, I feel
1: like it could have. <laughs> oh, it
0: could have, yeah. I don't know the last time I saw Paul Giamatti after this. Uh,
1: Remember when we were watching this movie and you were like, why isn't Venom in this movie?
0: Well, no, I was saying, why isn't Ven- Why can't Venom yeah. be in this universe? He could be. I don't know why he couldn't be.
1: Could be. Yeah, he, he he could be. So, do you want to move on to the the scene where he first talks with Spider Man?
0: Yeah, in Times Square. Yeah. There's good and bad in that scene. There's a lot of bad, but then there's Firefighter do- Spider Man, which is awesome and a great <laughs> image.
1: I do like that, even though, uh, again. It's kind of just him fucking around instead of stopping destruction because he, yeah. he's taking the time to put on a like a, to find a fireman's hat and put it on yeah. and then get the hose instead of just stopping Electro from literally murdering people.
0: <laughs> no, he definitely he definitely should have stopped that. Yes, yeah, he fucks he around a little bit in this movie. Put on the fireman's hat. I think, but we I agree. It but is it great. is a funny image. It's very funny.
1: Um, I do kind of like um, Spider Man like trying to talk him down. Right. I think that's that's pretty good.
0: He's a great... He's still my favorite Spider-Man. I know he's in bad movies, but I love Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man.
1: He's a great Spider-Man. He's got the but, perfect
0: balance of quips to, like, you know, he's got a reality to him when he's trying to talk to I don't know. In this seriously. one, it seems a little
1: off-balance, but n- not too terribly to, like, make him worse.
0: Between the stuff in this where he's talking to Electro and the stuff where he's talking to the Kid and then in the first movie with the cars. Yeah, he, he definitely... A, he makes up for it. Yes, he's I definitely
1: a great... He's a great... Sp- as Spider-Man specifically.
0: Right, yeah. There's some weird Peter Parker stuff in there. There's a
1: lot of weird Peter Parker stuff in both of these movies. <laughs> 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 like him making out with Gwen Stacy at graduation on stage in front of his entire graduating class. Because he's so cool. Be- yeah, because he's so cool. He's also, he showed up to his own graduation late. Th- and he- in a Thrasher t-shirt. Yep, because he's he's just that cool. Because everyone knows that Peter Parker is just that cool. Um, But everything else after that with Electro is horrible. He does um, itsy-bitsy spider dubstep at the end of the movie fighting Spider-Man. That is horrible. It's horrible. Uh, They're torturing him with electricity at one point, but he he seems like he's actually getting hurt by it, so I don't really
0: understand how his
1: powers work.
0: I think I have an explanation for that. I think I know what's going
1: on. Okay, Gabe. What is your... Enormous brain explanation when for how shouldn't... electro can be hurt by the thing electricity. Is,
0: I'm not saying that there being a reason for this makes the movie smart. I'm saying it's terrible filmmaking for me to have to do active detective work to figure out what's going on. So they have the tank of water under him, right? And so you so, think he's I, like been dunked in water I think and he, then? Yeah, well he has because he's like soaking wet. Yeah. He for... So I think they they put him in the water and that like submerges him, probably powers him down. So when they bring him back up, the electricity he's more just human than electricity. You know, he has to, like, power back up. Okay. Because yeah, they're keeping I him guess. away from electricity. I
1: guess that, that Again,
0: I shouldn't have to think about it so much <laughs> to figure that but out. But
1: then again, also later in the movie when Harry goes to go recruit Electro and he tases him and he doesn't get hurt by that even though he's in the exact same place.
0: I know. So It's bad. Also, Electro
1: at one point gets, like, way more powerful, like, once once he gets let out by Harry. But I feel like that doesn't, make a lot of sense it makes more sense once he like pretty much takes all of the power out of the Oscorp building
0: exactly. and it makes sense since he was an electrical engineer that he would know you know where to go
1: but like immediately when he gets let out by Harry he can just phase in and out of existence
0: and outlets
1: and yeah and he can just go into outlets which is something he had never done before and
0: and I'm okay with oh and he has
1: the force
0: (laughs) and he can fly
1: and he can not fly. with electricity. He can he just can just fly. fly. Yeah, that was something that happened in, in the first fight with Spider-Man. Yeah, in
0: that Times Square sequence. Yeah, again, that scene has good and bad. <sighs> I like when I he. I like. I don't know. I like when he has the uh, when Spidey has like one broken web shooter, and so he has to like use three webs at once. Yeah. I don't know how he could see all those things. Yeah, I'm not sure. Sense
1: that's worked. we're we're not gonna have an episode one rant about how spiders <laughs> how spider sense works like Dave did, there but
0: even. I guess there was Spider-Sense in the first Amazing Spider-Man movie. Was there? I don't know. I can't remember. Neither can I.
1: It's a forgettable movie. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Edit point here. Yeah, he definitely had Spider-Sense in the first movie. Remember the subway scene past Gabe? You fucking idiot. That one's very mediocre. and This is very bad.
1: That one's definitely a lot more boring. (laughs) This, <laughs> this one well,
0: I asked you during the movie which would you rather watch? This I would one, rather watch absolutely. this one any day. Cuz
1: this one is way more fun to make fun of.
0: Yes, I would I would much rather. I think this is much funnier. Um, this is nothing but comic book bullshit, yep. you know. It really is.
1: Spider-Man blows up Electro at the end of the movie.
0: Yeah, he does. Like
1: straight up just murders him. He does. He
0: uses the webs as, like, a shield in front of- No, he doesn't use it as a shield. No, he He takes takes it! He takes the full force of the electricity. Okay, so Spider-Man is apparently
1: invulnerable to electricity. He took, like, the full force of Electro's powers- directly to the chest and didn't even flinch.
0: Eventually he was able to like reverse it and shoot it back at him and then he absorbs all the electricity. Excuse explodes.
1: me, Spider-Man. Your heart should have stopped almost immediately because you would have gone into shock.
0: He has super endurance, but not like that.
1: Yeah, he, he has like heightened endurance. He's not, he's not invincible.
0: The thing about Spider-Man <laughs> fighting Electro is usually he just has to jump around to avoid the electricity. He shouldn't be taking the electricity and then be fine. To have another fight with Green Goblin oh, immediately afterwards. All of
1: his organs should be vaporized. <laughs>
0: right. That's bullshit. That does not make any fucking sense in any world. I don't understand. Who thought that would be okay? But no,
1: fuck it. He blows up Electro because he has to win. <laughs> he's not Thor. Yeah,
0: you no. Know, he can't not... take the
1: force of an entire star or exactly, whatever. Yeah. They looked very similar. <laughs> they did look similar. <laughs>
0: Can we just finish talking about Peter's dad so we don't have to talk about it again?
1: Sure, His... we can We can go to that. Alright. Um, so His
0: dad has secret subway tokens to President Roosevelt's secret underground train hidden in a calculator that Peter throws at a wall. If he didn't throw that calculator at the wall, he never would have gotten this coin. Peter
1: goes a little crazy trying to figure out I think, where his dad is. He starts hanging up pictures of, like...
0: Like uh, the fucking Zodiac Killer or something. Yeah, it's People like... solving the Zodiac movie. It's
1: that, and pictures of, like, himself.
0: And Gwen. And Gwen.
1: I don't know how Gwen is involved in his in finding his dad, but he, he does the weird, like, red tape thing, uh, like, along his entire wall. It's like and, Pepe Sylvia,
0: pretty much. Yeah.
1: Pepe Sylvia. <laughs> the box is full of Pepe. But eventually he gets super frustrated about something and he throws a calculator against the wall. Uh, and His
0: dad's old calculator.
1: Yep, out, out comes a bunch of super secret tokens. Um, that, How does he figure out that they have something to do with with the Roosevelt train thing? No, oh, wait, okay. It's uh, like a document in the briefcase. Or yeah, so earlier on in the movie, he figures out something about Roosevelt and he couldn't figure out what it meant. And uh, that's
0: what we see on his dad's computer at the start of the movie. It says, like, Project Roosevelt. I yeah, think. and then... It's not, like, a project. It's just a train. On the
1: tokens, they're... I think on the tokens, they have something about Roosevelt, and he puts together that they're, like, Metro tokens or whatever. So he, he on Google, he looks up... Instead of Bing. Yeah, it's like he puts in, uh like, Roosevelt plus train plus, plus underground, underground or something. Yeah,
0: plus tokens.
1: Yeah, whatever, he... He finds it, and then he...
0: He Googles like no man Googles. Right? Yeah, he... He who the fuck puts plus signs between... With exclamation between... points, also. Yeah,
1: whatever. At least he's not using Bing this time. But he finds the train, and it comes out of the train tracks, because <laughs> one more time, I know we've mentioned this several times. His dad several a times.
0: train that belonged to President Roosevelt. Exactly.
1: Um, and inside it is a computer where his dad sent the message in the beginning of the movie about Oscorp is doing terrible villain things in their basement and they're trying to cover it up, and they tried killing him and all that. The message wasn't... He created
0: the spider has his own blood. Oh, in yeah.
1: So apparently the fucking Spider-Man spiders...
0: Um, Turns out those are just
1: spiders with Richard Parker's blood
0: in them. That's why they didn't kill Peter, because it has his dad's blood in it. So when they bite him... <laughs> Who the fuck is Richard radiated? Parker,
1: where he has... Did Richard Parker have sp- fucking Spider-Man's powers?
0: I don't know. No, I think... I don't know. What's so Fanny? special about know. his blood?
1: But, okay, well, also... Well, the only reason
0: it's his blood is because Peter Parker happened to get bit, and it would just radiate his blood. If oh, it wasn't that's it. A-
1: it was a precaution in case Peter Parker accidentally got bitten by a spider. Not really, but
0: that's what it feels like. Oh, I should bring this up right now. Robert Orsi and Alex Kurtzman, who wrote this... They're the fucking worst in the world. Okay, so they did like the Star Trek reboots, which are terrible, but this isn't every Star Trek movie ever, so I can't talk about that too much. But in Star Trek Into Darkness, that movie ends with magic blood that can cure all wounds. This movie has magic blood that will cure Harry Osborn. I
1: need his blood.
0: There's so much magic blood in their fucking movies. And this is the year after that movie came out.
1: Another thing about the blood. So Harry, Harry Osborn is dying of the goblin disease that came from his dad. Or actually, it's the goblin curse that takes the form of a goblin disease. Goblin curse. And apparently, the only way to cure it is to get the venom of the, sp- like, of the genetically mutated spiders. And Harry somehow knows that Spider-Man got bitten by these spiders, and that's how he got his powers. It's never explained how he figured this out. He just knows. And he determines that he needs... Spider-Man's blood.
0: So he asks Peter Parker, his childhood friend... That he
1: hasn't seen in 12 years because he got shipped off to boarding school.
0: He asks him if he... Since he takes the pictures of Spider-Man for the Daily Bugle, and also J. Jordan Jameson is in this as a Gmail, as a a new Gmail email. He asks him, Well, you clearly take pictures of Spider-Man, so you obviously know exactly where Spider-Man is. At all times. Can you ask him if I could have his blood and peter's like obviously not that'll fucking kill you his blood's clearly irradiated which i know but you wouldn't know whatever <laughs> i guess you know that no the answer is no and then he's talking to Gwen. And he's like oh i feel so bad for not giving harry my blood so he visits him as spider-man to tell him again <laughs> to tell I he's again. not gonna give him his blood and so he has the best line in the movie You're a fraud, Spider-Man! He doesn't even even yell it. He's just like,
1: you're a fraud, Spider-Man! And then just flips over a table and
0: screams, Everyone wants my money! (laughs) You're a fraud, (laughs) Spider-Man!
1: And then do you remember what happens immediately after he flips over that table? Of
0: course I remember immediately what happens afterwards.
1: Spider-Man, or no,
0: Peter Peter Parker, Parker. web-swinging, fucking slams into a wall to go meet up with Gwen Stacy. She's going to Oxford because she's decided that she's going to go to Oxford so she's leaving for England which I guess is an added incentive for Peter to get back with her but also break up with her because of Ghost Dad.
1: (laughs) Okay, we gotta mention Ghost Dad but we also gotta mention Okay. This is insane. This is just a, a small side note. Peter Parker is terrible at hiding his identity because he uses his powers he's not out of costume, costume. I, yeah, I think so many times. We really
0: need to cement that. And there's that bit when he webs the coffee he literally, he's like, yeah, he's trying in a, to help Gwen get away. He's in
1: a packed Oscorp building.
0: With security cameras. With,
1: with several security cameras because it's fucking Oscorp. And he webs a coffee mug into his hand <laughs> out of costume. He is just Peter Parker. And he uses his webs and no one notices. And
0: later he swings. Yeah, what we're talking about is he's swinging He swings in into full a wall. <laughs> Peter Parker outfit. Like he is not doing anything anything to make that like he's not in any sort of disguise at all. He's clearly Peter Parker.
1: When he swings away from Gwen, she yells Peter and no one notices and because she covers of course they, and they don't.
0: Goes, oh no, which was in all the trailers.
1: <laughs> there are so many times where he, his identity should have been found out and it never is.
0: Yeah, as much as I enjoy those Aunt May scenes, Peter, don't do your fucking laundry in your laundry machine. Yeah,
1: what the fuck are you doing? We
0: see in Spider-Man 2 that he goes to a laundromat. That detail is already taken care of in Spider-Man 2. And yeah, the rest of his clothes turn red, white, and blue, but he's not doing that in the fucking family laundry unit. A laundry machine is loud there is a pretty good chance that she will find your Spider-Man costume, especially if you're watching it with the rest of your clothes.
1: Anyway, ghost dad. <laughs> anyway, ghost
0: dad. So if you remember from the end of the first movie, Dennis Leary, Captain Stacy, was killed by the lizard and said, Peter, my dying wish is that you're never with Gwen. And so he's with Gwen, but he's also putting Gwen in a lot of emotional turmoil because he keeps breaking up with her and getting back together with her They do it at least day.
1: three times in this movie alone.
0: And when the first time that he does it in this movie she's like you keep doing this like this is two years after that movie and it just keeps happening
1: yeah this is one of the least healthy relationships i've seen in a movie and we keep horrible we
0: keep seeing dennis leary just just standing there the
1: exact same like it looks like it was like a like you said a press photo yeah like a press image for for the first amazing spider-man that they just (laughs) like they just took out the background and they just like green screened him into a bunch of scenes
0: because it's only it's, Peter can see him, and he's only always Peter in can front see him. of something else.
1: It is the exact same pose. He's making the exact same face. I think I'm like pretty much positive they use the exact same image and just put him in different scenes.
0: Yeah, it feels like that. Or it's they, they so funny. Got Dennis Lear for two seconds on a green screen. Yeah, he got him goes, to take a picture. Yeah, he just moves his head a tiny bit. Yeah, it's like, okay, well, there, there it is. Now he's in the movie, and I bet he got paid for it. Which good on you, Dennis Lear. You deserve it yeah. for being in this trash movie for any period of time. Jesus Christ, Ghost Dad, you kidding me? We get a flashback to the end of this movie where he's like, The one thing I want you to do is not be with Gwen and he still does it. He still does it constantly and he's like, I can't help myself, Gwen, I'm sorry. You're just so hot. And yeah, but also (laughs) (laughs) That's not the point bad Peter.
1: But okay, back to my point. There there was a point earlier. Um, so I brought up what the blood.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, we're going back that far.
1: Yeah, th- there was there was a point to that. We got like super sidetracked. So, Harry Osborn injects the spider venom that is left directly into his veins without making it like trying to make it into like a vaccine or anything for his goblin disease. He just inject injects venom straight into his veins. Uh doesn't die of poisoning of like cuz you know, it's irradiated um and the only it's established that peter only survived because it's his dad's blood
0: right the way a vaccine works also you need a little bit of the disease you need to inject it with a strand of the disease and then the vaccine because he needs to be exposed but no
1: fuck it just inject spider venom directly into your veins and that's what triggers him to go full green goblin and he turns instead of dying.
0: Which we should also talk about, of course, usually it's Norman Osborn, and then it's Harry Osborn, like it is in the Raimi trilogy and the comics. Nope, and this Norman is-
1: Osborn just dies, like, in the beginning of and the he movie. And he's a goblin. He's he a, goblin a goblin man, played
0: by Chris Cooper, who's in the Bourne movies also, by the way, which, obviously, there's comparisons in this movie to those movies. But yeah, he's got gross goblin hands, and he's just like, you had so much potential, Harry. You know what, the transformation with Harry... It's, it's got, like, the seizure lights, which is annoying. Okay, you know what? There's that one really good shot that feels like it would be in a different movie with the, with the uh, like, shoulder blades, and yeah. they go back into... In a, different, it's gross. in a different movie,
1: his transformation would have been really cool. Only the transformation specifically. Not the, the end, way it happens, end, or what
0: happens afterwards.
1: Yeah, the way it happens is horrible. Uh, <laughs> the <laughs> Green Goblin as a whole in this movie is horrible, but just, like the kind of, like, horror, like, the, like, body horror transformation, that was pretty cool. Right.
0: But it's in this movie, so it's bad. Yeah. You know how earlier earlier in this episode we said all the good things have bad things? All the bad things have other bad things layered on top of them. That's why we keep talking about so many... That's why we get sidetracked, because all the bad parts relate to other bad parts in the movie. Yeah,
1: me talking about the blood is, like, essentially the entire movie, because there's so many different plot points that are all connected to really dumb things that just lead to even dumber things. There's
0: also the guy in the surveillance van. The guy's in the surveillance van and then that other Oscorp higher up who are like watching Harry Those Osborne. never come back. And they, they cover up the Max Dillon thing, I guess. And Gwen finds out about it because they were in the elevator together. The only reason they're in the elevator is so that she'll remember. Oh, wait. He says his name is Max when he's talking to Spider-Man. I knew a Max from earlier today. Let's find out what's going on with him. Oh, <gasps> The files are covered up and now people are chasing me and we're making out in the closet. And oh Peter, you got all those guys bump into each other, which is a fun little bit of physical comedy. And then he does the heel click, which is adorable. But still bad. Still bad that it was in service of such a dumb thing. So Aunt May is working at the hospital. <laughs> <laughs> uh
1: I I love all the, the like really abrupt sh- like shifts that we just do. <laughs> like <laughs> there's just like a moment of silence and it's just Anyway,
0: <laughs> so the secret train in the magic blood uh, in service of Aunt She works at the hospital, I guess, just to show that she's struggling because she mentions she's trying to pay for Peter's college. She I guess. she
1: mentions that she works two shit, like she works like double shifts.
0: And so at the end, when Electra sucks up all the power, I, I guess it must be all the power in New York too. If that, uh, if the Oscorp, I don't know what you call it, Oscorp like power generator, or whatever. Because that must provide service to the New York airport, like JFK airport, and then to to the hospital, because the hospital is running out of power and the airport is running out of power, and there's that suspe- suspenseful moment where the two airplanes are going to crash into each other. It doesn't they don't, matter, and nobody, you know, you fucking know not cares. going to. <laughs> Even if they did, why do I care? Yeah,
1: it's just a bunch of like. Literally, there's like, so much
0: weird plane stuff in this movie. It makes me think they got it from like a different canceled project, like, like Liam Neeson's nonstop.
1: The thing I don't get, I don't get why we're supposed to care about the plane thing because even if, even if they were actually going to crash, there's nothing Spider Man could do about it. And so, what's the point of showing us it? he can't do anything about it?
0: You know what would would kill those two birds with one stone if you really want to have the plane thing. Have Aunt May go to fly somewhere so she's on the plane. So we have some sort of stake in that. So there's someone we know on there. Yeah, not just
1: like, oh, look at those scared pilots.
0: They're going to. They can't see
1: because of the fog. It's like, oh They're no. They're going to crash. Oh
0: no. And they can't, you know, it's like, tell <sighs> them about it because of the electricity. I'm too,
1: is out. I'm too busy not caring about the electro fight happening to care about this. Right.
0: But I'm saying just basic screenwriting. If you're going to. If you're gonna have the two planes and you want yeah, us to care, there needs air, to be
1: some sort of suspense, or else someone, no one's gonna care. Put
0: someone we know on that plane, or else there's literally no reason for us to care. So lazy, just like everything else. There's like seven screenwriters, yeah, and but all the other you can tell seven writers.
1: <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I can't tell awful. who the fuck wrote this because it's so many different movies.
0: Right. Uh, of course it is. Yeah, like you said right at the start, this feels like so many things put together. There's the weird espionage stuff, and then there's a Spider Man movie somewhere in there. And then there's like the, the, the electros- weird like romance and- plot. <laughs> and, yeah, like Five Hundred Days of Summer, which is a Mark Webb movie also. Uh, it feels like that and it's like all these different things. And we still need to mention the director's name is still Mark Webb. Yep.
1: Still Mark Webb. Still funny, still great. Thank you for this incredible movie.
0: <laughs> I, f- I mean this literally, literally the
1: only reason you were hired was for an unfunny joke. <laughs>
0: But honestly, I can't even put the blame on Mark Webb because it's so clear that he doesn't have any control of this. This is a this is maybe the most corporate-controlled movie ever. This is completely by committee. More <laughs> Possibly, yeah. This is an example that's used constantly. When people talk about the worst example of setting up a universe, this always comes up. It's like this and The Mummy from 2017. Like Those are the two. Because this puts so many... Easter eggs in there. You know, the Doc Ock tentacles and the Vulture wings. There's so much setup for a third movie that that everyone
1: knew was not going to happen because nobody liked the first movie, and this movie was worse. How would they have the money to make a third movie?
0: Well, to be fair, they had the money. This made so much money because people love Spider-Man, one of the most profitable characters. But Why did they think anybody was going to go see
1: it? (laughs) Nobody liked this movie.
0: Yeah, I don't know. When in 2014, a little bit of uh, film history for everybody, there was a famous Sony email hack that like, leaked all these emails from all these executives at Sony. And not only did we find out there was an Amazing Spider-Man 3 in the works, we found out there was a Sinister Six movie, like not a Spider-Man movie, a separate Sinister Six movie, and an Aunt May spy prequel, where Aunt May was going to be a spy in her own movie.
1: These sound awful. Yes. I don't want another amazing Spider-Man movie. Right. Why does there need to be a Sinister Six movie that doesn't involve Spider-Man? I don't know. Or in general. Why does Aunt May need her own fucking movie that has nothing to do with (laughs) Spider-Man?
0: That's what was going to happen for me. That was a serious thought that somebody had.
1: (sighs) I think this is, like... One of the the most embarrassing movies ever. (laughs) Yes. But I think this is the most, like passionate i've ever been on an episode of this show and it's taken a year
0: yeah you've taken more of the reins than you ever have before I'm yeah glad. <laughs> i like casting
1: for, for once gabe doesn't have to do any of the work because i do all of the yelling for him I love it. thank you Brain. <laughs> you're Honestly, welcome it's a, it's a treat yeah this is this is your rest day because i fucking hate this movie the more i talk about it
0: <laughs> i still think it's fun but it's so bad
1: <sighs> it's only fun to make fun of and i'm i'm enjoying making fun of it but also, it makes me so mad because it could have been so much better.
0: Of course it could be. There's so many There's... elements here that could have worked if anyone else was behind the there
1: scenes. There were two better Spider-Man movies that came out before this one.
0: I would say there were four better Spider-Man movies. Four technically better Spider-Man Okay, there
1: were two good Spider-Man movies that came out before this one. Two four better Spider-Man ones. Movies. There were four better ones, but two actually good ones that they could have t- taken inspiration oh, yeah. from. And they didn't. <laughs>
0: Yes, this is a remake of, like, my favorite superhero movie ever. You have Spider-Man 2, and then you have Amazing Spider-Man 2. One of the best superhero sequels, and what's considered to be one of the worst. Because they are. <laughs> so, it's it's bad. It's bad. I know you said I was going to a lot of defending. I really haven't. I really tried to just let it simmer in that this is a yeah, bad you... film. <laughs> well, where do we go from here, Franny? Do we talk about the rhino? <sighs> Do you want to talk about the rhino? I mean, I don't ever want to talk about any of this, but we have to, don't we? Well, is
1: is that is that what we're going next? Let's do it. All right. We
0: talked about all the other characters. In the beginning of
1: the movie, he has a really dumb Frankenstein tattoo over his forehead that I think is really dumb, and he has a really bad Russian accent.
0: Yeah, you can tell he's Russian because at the end of the movie, the rhino suit has like the Russian stars. Oh yeah,
1: he he has like the fucking. That's, Red Army. Yeah, that's so stupid. Yeah, but at first he's just you know petty criminal. He wants to steal uranium or something. It he steals a bunch Tons of stuff of from vials an Oscorp. Of, yeah, of
0: something.
1: He steals Oscorp stuff and he's just in a car or he's in a truck. Um, Spider Man makes a bunch of super funny quips, even though he should be stopping him because he's <laughs> he literally creates a, a pile up of probably twenty police cars. Lots of people definitely died guess it doesn't matter he gets arrested uh and then nobody really men- mentions him until the very end of the movie when, where he breaks out of prison
0: and we see the villain well that's after when the villain basement comes in oh yeah
1: villain okay we'll we'll talk about villain basement after
0: after okay okay
1: or do you want to talk about well, it now I was just gonna
0: talk about, at the end of the amazing spider-man that post-credit scene with kirk connor's in the prison cell we see that man in the hat and again since we were all hyped for this movie we all had conspiracies about who that was we okay, thought what's it was his name again Mr. Fierce. Yep, there we go. We thought it was Norman Osborne at the end of that last movie. That's, that was the theory. And then, of course, Norman Osborne was a sick old goblin man in a bed in this. And so, eventually, we found out that he is just Mr. Fierce, who I think is from a comic. Or no, he's from, like, a novelization of something, I think, from, like, the 90s. So nobody... He's fucking no one. And he just comes in at the end to walk into the villain basement where there's vulture wings and dog-dog tentacles and the rhino suit. And, he's, and he says, like, oh, I'm putting a team together, which was going to be... Oscorp has all
1: these things, and it's never explained why. Well, they was... just have a bunch of villain tech.
0: It was going to be the Sinister Six, obviously, because at the end of the movie, he's like, I'm yeah, putting a team Yeah, obviously, but
1: it's just so stupid that, like, they make Oscorp, like, comically evil. Right. Like, yeah, of course, they're the ones that made the fucking Dr. Octopus tentacles and the vulture wings and the rhino suit because they're... So incredibly evil, like I get it oscorp, oscorp is like a corrupt uh, it it's corrupt, whatever I can't even think of words anymore apparently this is it it's taking it to a point where like it's not even entertaining anymore it's just stupid,
0: oh yeah, now it gets pretty annoying at <laughs> that point. Yeah, I mean, I guess they just have different backpacks that they hand out, and that's your villain origin. Yep, they're all attached to backpacks. Doc Ock didn't create the tentacles, someone gave them to him. Vulture didn't create the wings, someone gave them to him. All of them were
1: just criminals that were recruited and given their equipment.
0: Which is exactly what happens with the rhino at the end of the movie, where Paul Giamatti gets the rhino outfit, and he's robbing a bank he has paws or hooves on the thing yeah and they and mentioned, mentioned that he has paws but that's not that's how
1: wrong. rhinos work and also yes he does he does do the the classic like 1920s boxer like stance right
0: and he's got huge <sighs> machine guns on his mechanized rhino suit and
1: he has several he has like way too many points where he could very easily shoot spider-man because he's like in the open doesn't or need shoot to a d- small child. Shoot a small child, which is probably something he would do because it's, he doesn't care. <laughs> the
0: kid so there's the police, who of course we all love and they're all they're great. <laughs> the police are there and they're shooting at the rhino. And who fucking turns up but the wind turbine kid that Spider Man saves at the start of the movie shows up in like a Halloween Spider Man costume and he puts on the mask. I don't know why that mom brought him to that police Shoot out, also, whatever. I don't
1: know why she's not, like, actually paying attention to her kid. Hold your fire. Uh. Hey, Spider-Man Hey, Spider-Man. I need come back.
0: Yeah, thanks for stepping up
1: for me. You're the bravest kid I've ever... Stay with me. I told you
0: with I would back!
1: Till he runs right in front of her towards an armed criminal <laughs> who
0: stops shooting. Yeah, goes, who just oh, stops shooting. You Spider Man. That's how he talks. Yep. That is literally how he talks. He's just he's just the most fucking car like he is so hammy and cartoony in the wrong, wrong movie. And it's how
1: the movie ends. This is like the last minute of the movie.
0: Right, because Peter after Gwen's death
1: He spent every day sitting at her grave instead of stalking her like he did which he admits that he did at least once a day sometimes. Yes, it's
0: presented as endearing. Well, no, he says once a day, sometimes more. Yeah, so there, we, there we go. At least once a day. At
1: least once a day. And we see probably it. We more. See yeah. Around. We literally have to watch Peter Parker, a a superhero stalk a woman.
0: Yep. Something presented he admits he does every day. Presented as endearing. Yep. Anyway, the
1: Rhino. Yep. Uh, so after like five months or what they, it's some yeah, no, amount, it of time, yeah, amount of time, yeah, they <laughs> enough they for mentioned. lots of
0: seasons to pass.
1: Yeah, l- like a full like year. Uh, Spider Man comes back because he has, uh, he has Gwen Stacy's speech that foreshadowed USP. her death. Yes, because was... at
0: the start of the movie, it's their graduation and she's the valedictorian, so she gives the speech and the whole speech is just the worst foreshadowing in the world, where she talks about. Uh, we just become stories when we're gone, but it's okay. And if you're a symbol of hope, you gotta stay out there because being something's better than being, basically just being like, you know, Peter, at the end of the movie, once I'm dead, don't worry about it, just be Spider-Man again.
1: It's easy to feel hopeful. And that's when hope is needed most. Hold on to hope. It's to become hope. I know it feels like we're saying goodbye. Keep it alive. No matter how buried it gets. I'll miss you all very much. I feel like even if everyone on the planet didn't know that Gwen Stacy dies in every single piece of media she's involved in, that's still a horrible piece of foreshadowing.
0: Oh, it's because bad. giving
1: an entire speech about how death is okay is literally putting a target on you for you to die by the end of whatever you're in.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, it's very blatant and bad. Yep,
1: but uh, apparently Peter just has the entire speech on a USB.
0: There must not be a lot of storage on that flash drive. Yeah, that
1: must be a fucking incredibly tiny flash drive because it is literally labeled Gwen's speech, so I assume that's the only thing he has on that flash drive, despite the fact, no, that I'm sure that speech was not long enough to take up an entire flash drive, but whatever, that doesn't matter.
0: What camera angle is that coming
1: from? It, that too. Um, something that shot that? Yeah, something that bothered me a lot was that, like it very obviously was not shot by Aunt May even though that's how they wanted like they, that's how they wanted it to seem or
0: even Gwen's parents
1: yeah they wanted it to seem like it was just like somebody recorded it and then just Peter has it or whatever it is at an angle that is directly in front of her a
0: film angle
1: that no human being is tall enough to be able to be at this at like eye level with her when she's standing at a podium on top of a stage but yeah, that motivates Spider-Man to get back out there and stop Rhino from Rhinoing.
0: And it's nice; it's a nice moment he has with the kid, where he's like, "Oh, you're doing a yeah, great job, with Spider-Man. Let me take care of it." But also, it's exactly like the moment in Iron Man Two when the kid is wearing, when Peter Parker is wearing like the Iron Man mask and he has the repulsor. There, my dogs are outside. I'm sorry, but it's exactly like that moment where the real hero shows up. When the kid thinks he's gonna save the day and then, you know, the hero's like, oh, you're doing a great job. Don't worry about it. It's the exact same fucking scene. So, just putting that one out there. That's how
1: the movie ends. Oh, no, the movie ends with Rhino taking a running
0: charge. A super
1: great to the face, essentially. Like, just directly, like, through his skull. Like, he is not surviving that. See, I
0: don't think that super great even would have hit him in the face. I think that that super great is going above him, and then Spider-Man's getting impaled on that tusk. I think Spider-Man yeah, definitively that's definitely, that's, that, dies. Yeah, that's
1: possible, him. too. I mean, they didn't make a third one, so that's possible.
0: Thank God. Right. Or would that have been better? Would this be less embarrassing if there was another one?
1: Um, Only in the fact that, uh, considering this is worse than the first one, I assume the third one will be worse than this one.
0: Well, isn't that what we want? Don't we want it to just get worse and worse? I, I mean want. it'd
1: make another entertaining episode a Very <laughs> long episode. another very very long episode of me complaining about a superhero movie i can't believe we haven't <laughs>
0: talked about felicia hardy yet.
1: i that was the thing that i was that that i said we were gonna forget
0: felicia played by felicity jones so i don't know if they did that on purpose probably did with fucking mark webb running around who was black cat by the way yeah so black cats in this movie is harry osborne's secretary Played by, I mean, of course, Felicity Jones is the the star Star Wars Rogue One, or Rogue One: A Star Wars Story. Thank God she did something after this because <laughs> she does nothing in this movie.
1: Nope, she's just there like she's there in one scene, and then near the middle of the movie, she goes up to Harry and she's like, "Yeah, we still have the the mutated spider blood that you need, so go get it."
0: Apparently, she had more to do. But I don't think so. Like, there was a lot cut out. And we have to talk about something that was cut out, which was Mary Jane Watson was supposed to be in this movie played by Shailene Woodley from, like, Diversion, Fault in Our Stars, and all those movies I loved when this movie came out. Oh, both of those movies came out that same year, actually. <laughs> That's fucking weird. Anyway.
1: I mean, good thing she got out of this. <laughs>
0: yeah, there's you can still find the pictures of her with the red hair. I don't movie? even know.
1: Where would she even go?
0: I don't know where she would go in this five-hour movie for any. I have no fucking idea where she could fit in. I, I
1: want the web cut of this movie.
0: I don't. <laughs> I don't want any cut of this movie. I mean, I'll take it because it is funny. Yeah, it's, I'll. It's I'll... fun, but it's no, bad. No, I don't.
1: I don't. I yeah. would not want a longer version of this movie. This movie's two and a half hours long already. You can cut
0: so much out. Okay, so should we talk about Gwen's death? Does that mean that we are finally starting to reach the end of this <sighs> discussion? Sure.
1: I mean, what else do we have to talk about other than that?
0: Surely, so much.
1: We've talked, I, I yeah, definitely, but but we just need. To we've talked, yeah. We need point. to stop this, or it's gonna go on forever. We've talked about Spider-Man. We've talked about the villains. We've talked about. Oh, I want
0: to talk about the scene, the first scene with Harry and Peter, not the first scene, but the next scene where they're walking around by the docks, and he does the, the he throws the stone with super strength. Another oh, moment yeah. where he clearly gives himself away as a man with super strength, but. It's all on the wrist. There's a moment that, that, it's all on the wrist, buddy. There's a moment that always weirded me out about that. It was just the part where he climbs over the gate. He climbs over the weird fence and oh, goes, yeah. that's the question. That's the question. That's the question. That's the
1: question. And then he just kind of like turns himself around and just kind of hangs off it. like
0: Yeah, uh, just like Spider-Man. They just tell
1: him to do something weird.
0: Dane like, Han is so bad in this
1: do we want James Franco Harry Osborn back because he got sent off as new goblin so you know
0: what? I don't want Harry Osborn you know what new goblin
1: robot. is so much better than this one Never mind.
0: oh yeah that's true they're both awful yeah you know it's sad
1: when, when new goblin yeah, is better when you're worse than new goblin
0: <laughs> this has so many of the same problems as Spider-Man 3 does too many villains too much crammed into one movie too much backtracking so that movie it's <sighs> and killed Uncle Ben in this it's Richard Parker created the spiders yep. We didn't learn. They did not learn from their mistakes at all. They just made it worse. Gotta love that Spider-Man learns nothing throughout this whole movie. He learns that sometimes if your girlfriend dies, it's okay. Just be Spider-Man again.
1: Sometimes it's okay to just, you know, commit manslaughter. We gotta talk about Gwen Stacy first.
0: Oh, yeah, we do. It's probably the best scene in the movie. It's not. I mean, there is one thing that ruins it, but it's still effective.
1: Web hand.
0: Why? Why can't it just be a web?
1: The web has fingers.
0: Her falling looks great. The next snap or her hitting the pavement is great. The, the props reaction to whoever is great. did the
1: audio, too. They did really good. Yeah,
0: killer sound design and that. But the web hand...
1: The web has fingers, and it grabs her, and then she... either Also,
0: Green Goblin doesn't really kill her. Nope. She kind of kills herself. I mean she's just standing she, on that clock tower. Partially
1: she kills herself for coming with Peter in the first place. It's
0: more of just an accident than than Harry Osborne doing anything. I think she doesn't even <sighs> freak out at Harry it, after that.
1: It's kind it's kind of Peter's fault.
0: I guess so. He, it's less Peter's fault than it is in in the comic though. Yeah,
1: I I guess, but I mean he literally he did Knock over the thing that breaks the gears so that she falls and then proceed to snap her neck on accident. So, like, 90% of the blame is on him, and then, like, 5% is on her, and 5% is on Green Goblin. Like, but, most of I the mean, blame ends up on him because he not, kind of inadvertently caused he's it.
0: He's not the one who put her on that clock tower, is he, though?
1: He is the one that made her fall off it, though.
0: Yeah, but well, she shouldn't be there. She definitely shouldn't be there in you, the first like, place, I feel yeah. Like he did his best.
1: He, he also, did do his best, but... She's fucking dead. For how Neither- smart n- he is, I feel like he should have thought through that, like, you know, that much force,
0: like, her... <laughs> oh, I know. <sighs> yeah, web just... thought the web s- hand
1: same. It's the same arguments that people have about the comic. He should have known that, like, you know, webbing her from that far would have killed her or whatever, but...
0: The thing, well, when people talk about that moment in the comic, it makes me mad, because it's like, he's not the one who threw her off that building.
1: Yeah, that like that's that one is definitely a, a lot uh, more understandable.
0: But in this, it's like, well...
1: It's like, she literally put herself there. She put herself in danger and then got kidnapped, so...
0: And there's that one scene where Harry meets Gwen, and it's, there's no reason for it, really. Yeah, mm-hmm. Nope,
1: just... Yeah, I know who you are. You're Harry Osborn.
0: But I still think the next snap is effective. I remember seeing that in the theater, all the the surround sound it was it was intense but yep. web hand, It's a very loud snap. It is. You can you I mean they went there. Yeah. But yeah, no the web hand is dumb, but I can look past that because I think the rest of that scene is solid. Anyway, let's do some listener stuff because yeah. this movie is destroyed. Well, us. Let's let's wrap let's
1: wrap this episode yeah, yeah, up. Yeah, <laughs> Jesus. I, oh, I'm my God. so drained. We have
0: so much stuff. I we can't yeah, read it all. You, you told me. Before. I'm sorry. I know. I just got to tell the audience that we can't read it all. I'm sorry, but we'll we'll read some of them cuz yeah, there's a lot. Um,
1: who would have guessed that people have strong opinions about a bad movie let's we'll
0: just start with our regulars uh, Noah Salzman says I'm sure this stems from nostalgia and the age I was at when it came out this was my most anticipated movie ever at the time but I just can never bring myself to dislike it or oh, of course I know it's a convoluted studio destroyed mess but it just works for me somehow the visual aesthetics, the cast, the music, the effects it all just comes together to make a really fun and enjoyable film for me not in, even in an ironic way I think it's a really good time definitely not my least favorite Spider-Man movie that's for sure Noah and I always have similar opinions. I think I definitely like this more ironically than genuinely, but i I'm not completely against him on that.
1: Yeah, I think it's very clear that I disagree with everything that Noah just said.: <laughs> Yeah, well, that's okay. but I mean that's fine you can you can enjoy Noah can it i I'm, I'm glad someone can enjoy it
0: <laughs> right. I still enjoy it. <laughs> I don't know how many times I have to say that, yeah,
1: but, you know. <laughs> You just you just gotta let everyone know that you you do in fact love this movie despite it's horrible. It. Well, yeah, maybe I do. I don't I, th- I think you do, which I mean you could still love it even even if it's horrible. <laughs> oh, yeah. But yeah, like, I love
0: tons of horrible movies. Yeah, you just gotta make sure you love enough good movies. to love horrible movies. <laughs> Spencer Price says other people have said it, but the best live action Spider-Man suit hands down. Of course, I agree. There's a lot to say about this movie, but I love about sixty percent of it and very much cringe through the rest. Probably the most most similar to me. I'd say more like fifty percent, forty five to fifty percent. I have uh, liked this movie a lot more on previous viewings. I think watching it with somebody is probably. I feel like when you watch something with somebody, you see the flaws more. And so I think watching it with you, I was like, yeah, this is way worse. I, I think
1: I watching it with me just made you realize how bad it is because yeah. all all I did was complain about how bad it is and how many plot holes there are.
0: Oh yeah, well we tore it apart together. You know, it wasn't. It wasn't. <laughs> it, it's all very. You. It's
1: it's very similar to how this episode went. Right. Like, we did it together, but I did a lot of it. <laughs>
0: Spencer Price uh, oh, wait, sorry, I already said that. Um, I don't like it when studios write the movies, and this was one of those because of Sony. Eventually, when my podcast covers these movies, I'm going to talk for a very long time about the deleted scene where Peter Parker meets his dad because I still can't wrap my mind around why they would cut that out. The subplot was more interesting than the entire rest of the film. That is a really good scene, but it doesn't make any sense. If you watch that scene, I'm sure it's on YouTube, it's very well acted, but it's very bad.
1: I'm sure it is, but, I mean, with everything else that's in this movie, I I, I didn't need more of a character that I didn't care about, even in the first movie. (laughs)
0: Honestly, that would be a great scene if there was no Richard Parker in this movie, or even if he was—if that—it was just that dumb opening scene, or maybe just just that scene from the start of the first movie, and then you haven't show up at the end. That would be a good surprise, I think. But yeah, it it would be a lot better. That. Like I... his stuff is the worst stuff because it doesn't feel like Spider
1: Man. Yeah, it just feels very disconnected.
0: All the other stuff that's bad in this still feels Spider Man. I think that's probably why I like some of it because it still feels, you know, as dumb as it all is. It's still it's in the spirit of Spider Man. So right.
1: like. You can you can at least try to accept it.
0: Yep. Luke Crossan says, In hindsight, this is not a good Spider-Man film, but when I originally watched it, the romance storyline and how it ends really hit me emotionally. I like Dane DeHaan as an actor, but every Green Goblin part of the film are the worst parts of the film. The film ended up being Bro. an overcrowded mess that seemed like it only existed to set up an extended universe. I do think it gets more hate than it deserves. Uh, not not super against that either. Um, there's, there's a lot. There's a lot here. I'll read one more. I'll read Tyler Thornton, because he's usually pretty cool to us. (laughs) Uh, So, this was the first movie I ever saw in IMAX 3D. Got to the theater late and had to sit in the front row. My neck hurt so bad after from sharply turning my head around for two plus hours to keep up with Man swinging across the screen. It's an okay movie. Personally, I would have liked to see where they were headed with this universe. Yeah. I think it's an okay movie. Yeah, it it
1: sounds like I I dislike this movie a lot more than most people do.
0: Yeah. Because it's not good. But it's, it's Really
1: not. It's not good.
0: not. It's not not fun. Yeah,
1: I I'm I'm definitely glad that there are people that can enjoy it a lot more than I did.
0: And Paul, I'll just finish off with Paul. Uh, he says, "Oh my God, he said it." Uh, so I always asked him what he thought of Amazing Spider-Man too, because I always ask him before these, and he said, "That's the question." That's oh, the question. That's the question. You're great, Paul. You're that's how. Volume. That's how
1: we should have started off the episode. Good work.
0: So... Uh, yeah, I should have asked the the you, if you if you liked it, and you should have said that. That's um, the that's the question. That's a, yeah. That's an underrated line. It's you so just, weird.
1: every time you say it you have to say it more and more strained. Well
0: first you got to say it normally. That's the question. You got to say it normally and then you got to climb over the fence. That's the question. <laughs> <laughs> I wish you just he just fell down a big hill after that. I don't know why. He it's falls just, into the ocean. That's a funny image to me. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. Anyway, uh, that is
1: indeed the question.
0: Going yeah. back to Paul, he says, oh, I honestly don't think it's bad. It's too much fun. The Peter and Gwen breaking up too much is dead annoying after a while, but everything else is fun. I love when he writes her name in webs or something near the end. I love. The thing I love about whenever we ask Paul is he never totally remembers what happens. Like last week he said something about, like, oh, I love that scene if it's in that movie. Which I always love what he said. I mean,
1: that. that'd be the same. It, that, like, that's how I would be if. We just like did the did the episodes without me watching the movies because like I haven't seen them in so long that I vaguely remember what happens in them, but I, I kind of get them mixed up so like I don't know exactly what happens in all of these movies. She's so, like, yeah, that I like that thing that happened. If it's in this if movie, in it might movie. be in a different one though. Yeah,
0: that's true. Okay, laundry sheriff is a classic line. You can definitely say that, Paul. I guess that's what he says to Aunt May during the laundry part. Um, and Spidey with the fire hat is a winner. It's the best image in the movie. Somehow, it's the best image in the movie. It's just adorable. That's it. We gotta stop. Yeah, we. We'll we, never say everything, but we gotta stop.
1: Yeah, I, I think it's impossible to, to talk about everything, and I I think you get the the general idea of how we feel about this movie.
0: This will be out in like three weeks. Because <laughs> <laughs> this is a lot. This um, is the in school starting.
1: Yeah, we school is starting next week, so I'm sure the schedule is probably gonna get a. L- Adjusted, probably.
0: We'll see. Anyway, uh you can find us on Instagram, Twitter at Marvel Movie Pod. You can email us at marvelmoviepod@gmail.com. You can find our DC stuff at DC Movie Pod and DC Movie at gmail.com. You can find me on Instagram at flip Egg. You can find me on Twitter Flipped Egg. But the E and Egg is a three. Almost, almost got it. Almost got it. Tripped a little bit there. uh, uh Oh, the Oxford seems weird.
1: It's very weird. He's it's very John awkward. Hawkins, a yeah. young
0: Oxford. It's pretty bad. Yeah. Franny's not on social media because his phone was overcharged for the entire New York City power grid. Is yeah, is that good enough?
1: Fuck you, Electro. Oh, and fucked up my phone. The
0: Disney sign is in Times Square, and that's yeah. weird.
1: Also, the the Reebok sign or whatever. There's a lot of product McDonald's. placement. Yeah. McDonald's. McDonald's. Yeah, that, of, that poor McDonald's.
0: Lots of uh, yeah, and Blu-ray. Lots of Sony products. Yeah, lo- like lots
1: dollars. of <laughs> lots yeah. of like very weird Sony product placement. Like not even on like modern products. Like really oh, old yeah, TVs. That CRT TV yeah,
0: that, that kid's watching it on it like early two
1: thousands Sony products that no one can buy anymore. Lots
0: of Sony Vio laptops. Anyway, whatever. Uh, next week on our DC show, Superman two. So that's definitely better than this but yeah. it probably has about as many plot holes i'm looking forward to see ya. It. see you then uh two weeks x-men days of future past and that'll be episode 52 which means we've done a year's yep. worth of episodes if you measure it in weeks awesome. all right bye yeah. so sorry about this <laughs>
1: i'm sorry for yelling in- directly into a microphone
0: don't worry i'll make it louder that's a question that's a question